Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live, and tonight we have a four-guest panel consisting of the cast and crew, well, writer and director of the upcoming movie Red Snow. I want to welcome Denise Cisneros. Oh, I totally butchered your name. <laughs> Pronounce your last name for me. Uh, Cisneros. Cisneros. Is that Greek? Uh, it's... Mexican, Spanish. Awesome, awesome. We have uh, Nico, Nico Bellamy, writer, director, Sean Nichols uh, Lynch, and Laura Keenan. Welcome, guys. How are you all doing tonight? Great. Thanks for having good. us. Yeah, yeah good. Good. It is my pleasure. Also, my last name is actually Kenan. Oh, sorry, sorry. I butchered that. Okay. All right, all right. Off to a bad start. Let's just start over. You're doing fine. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> uh, so I saw the film. I saw it actually twice. Uh, I saw it when I got the screener, and then I watched it again uh, earlier on today. So we have a lot to talk about. Before we go into full mode, though, I want to go around the uh, table here. And, Sean, we're going to exclude you for this question. I want to ask the cast, what were your feelings before you got this role in regard to the whole vampire genre? So let's start with uh, Denise. Oh, I I was excited. Like, I really enjoy anything that's goth or just has, like, some sort of supernatural fantasy, uh, just because it's so open to interpretation, and I just like just watching horror films and uh so i didn't really know in the beginning like what vampire genre we were going to be heading into if it was either going to be like twilight-esque or we're going to go like uh super dark uh but i felt like this was like a nice uh comedy and horror mix in so i was Super stoked. Absolutely. And Sean, I just want to say good job on staying away from the sparkling vampires, you know. <laughs> <laughs> good job on that. So how about you, Nico? I mean, were you a fan of vampire movies and horror in general before you got this role? Um, yeah, well, I've seen a lot of horror movies. I, I mean, I knew about vampires. I knew they had fangs. I knew they drink blood. Uh, but I hadn't seen a lot of vampire movies before red snow so that was actually a, an assignment sean actually came down and we watched lost boys together oh uh, awesome movie and, uh, and he gave me a list of of movies that i should check out um so uh i did my research before diving into the movie but before getting cast i i can't say that i had seen a lot okay that's fair enough laura laura keenan <laughs> How about you? What were your uh, thoughts on the whole vampire genre before you got this role? Yeah, honestly, I, I'm really a pansy when it comes to anything scary. So I don't watch scary movies that much. I would say I like The Shining. That's okay. like my favorite. Yeah, but I can handle that. That's more psychological than like, boo, ah. Um, so I think for me, I do. I like vampires. I like the variety that we get in vampires. Um, I'm, I'm kind of obligated to like vampires because my future husband is Rob Hudson. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just had to put that out there. Um, but really, honestly, Sean, this script is what made me like vampires. I like and want to be one. Um, it was so fun 
to embrace everything about it. Now, Jackie, your character is a pretty badass, and I'm going to use the term bitchy vampire <laughs> for lack of a better term. I like to say bratty. I feel like <laughs> bratty. I can fit too. Uh, how did you, what did you do to get into that character's mindset? Uh, honestly, um, <laughs> it's going to sound a little dark, but I was bullied a lot growing up. So I know what bitchy looks like. <laughs> uh, I felt a lot of it and it was really, uh, actually kind of cathartic to play out, um, being on the other side of it and embracing that part of me. I think we all have access to parts of humanity that we would like to think we don't, <laughs> but we really do. Uh, especially as actors. Uh, exactly. so that was just, I just had fun. Um, honestly, that's it. It's all about fun, having fun. Now, Sean, uh, you wrote this, you directed this, uh, going back to before you wrote the script for Red Snow, uh, was your writing mainly in the horror realm or is this something completely new for you? Um, I'd certainly done a lot of horror, but mostly short films. I'd never done a horror feature. Um, uh, the only other feature that I did was a movie called Prep School, which actually had Nico's brother Ben in it. And uh, I think the it was more of like a twisted drama, but the parts of it that probably worked the best are the parts with uh, Ben's character where it, it kind of verges on like psychological horror and like messed up things happening. So that was probably a, a sign that this is really the sandbox I should be working in. <laughs> So, Sean, what was your inspiration for this script for Red Snow? Uh, it is like, uh, you know, it is, it has some comedic elements to it. Uh, the very real and scary vampire elements. What was your inspiration to basically putting all this together? Um, you know, it was it was funny. It was a lot of things all at once. Um, you know, I, I had always wanted to do something in sort of the vampire realm, and I'd always been interested in holiday horror, like Christmas horror, uh, Black Christmas, and, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and that whole genre. Um, and then just, you know, it was, I had a couple different projects that were in the hopper that just weren't going. And I was sort of hitting a wall getting financing for these different things. And it was around that time that I bumped into Denise. Uh, <laughs> Denise is probably sick of this story because I tell it all the time. But I ran into Denise uh, when I was visiting L.A. Uh, and we were sort of talking about things and... Um, uh, I don't know how Denise felt at the time, but I was certainly frustrated with none of these creative projects really panning out. Um, and so it was around that time that I started to think, like, I should just write something that's uh, that you kind of built around Denise, because I always wanted to work with her. We went to San Francisco State together. Um, and so it was kind of like that was one piece. And then showing it to Nico was kind of, uh, you know, who I also knew. Uh, it, it sort of like slowly came together, like all these things that were sort of in the ether, like, oh, it can sort of be all these things. I can make something with Denise as the lead and Nico can also, yeah, I can sort of be the this, uh, it can sort of be a two-hander with the two of them and it can be a vampire movie and a Christmas movie and also like about this uh, frustrating creative process that I found myself in since it is about like a struggling 
horror writer. Not that I'm Olivia, but there's certainly uh, parts of Olivia in me. <laughs> now, when it came to the characters of Olivia, Luke, and Jackie, uh, did you write any part of the script uh, with these guys in mind, or did you go through the whole casting process? Uh, Luke was also like a Nico role. Uh um, but for Laura, I actually didn't meet Laura until we had an open casting call in San Francisco. That's where um, both Jackie and the other kind of antagonistic vampire, uh, Brock, um, mm-hmm. that's, they, they came from the same casting process. Uh, I, I saw a million Jackies, most of them showing up to the audition in a leather jacket. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, uh, Laura was just, it just made a lot of sense. And uh, my wife, Lindsay, uh, was the casting director and uh she was she was also vouching really hard for uh for laura and so the fact that we both liked her uh that it just made it made so much sense and then once we got her you know in a room with these two guys it just it it was perfect you know and and sometimes it just works out that way in the casting process absolutely agree and laura your character jackie is a character that this movie needed and i think you played her to perfection uh perfect blend of that again the word bitchiness or you know spoiled bratty and (laughs) the vampire in you just came out brilliantly now i want to talk to uh denise and nico you guys have uh this unique chemistry uh your two characters on the screen um when before you guys even got started shooting knowing that the majority of the film is going to be with both of you in the scenes together. Uh, did you guys, you know, hang out together, talk to build that chemistry that was brought to us on the screen? Yeah. I mean, we got together to run lines and work through the script together, but I think also we were, um, careful about getting too familiar before we shot because, in the beginning of the movie, we don't really know each other. Um, and, you know, her character is afraid of Luke. And uh, Luke is totally weirded out by her in the beginning. Um, and we kind of felt like it would be, there would be a natural progression of that. as Because we lived together while we were shooting as well. So there was kind of a natural progression of that um, when we started shooting. Although we shot out of order, so we did have to... Uh, have some notes in the script to be like, okay, like this is how far a relationship has gone at this point. Um, but that kind of developed, I'd say like, as we went, right? Yeah, for sure. I I know like in the beginning, we, we would just talk and hang out like for a while. That's all we did before um, actually running lines um before shooting the film and uh, when yeah when we were living together we would just kind of like rehearse like the night before just to run lines and then um it just kind of brought like a camaraderie and just i felt really comfortable reaching out to nico and just be like hey do you want to just go over this like again after he just had like a long shoot date and he was always like willing to work with me and so Thank you for that. Now, Denise, your character, Olivia, is a writer who's trying to get published. Uh, You're trying to write a book, and like a lot of writers in real life, you get letters back from publishers, rejection letters. Uh, 
uh, but you keep going and you find uh, Nico, uh, you know, and he sort of serves as an inspiration. We're not going to give away any spoilers here or anything, but when you when it came to getting into that writer's mindset for your character, was there anything special that you did? Well, uh, prior to shooting, I was in a writing program for a bit. And so it's kind of funny. I was thinking about it. I, my husband and I, we actually bonded a lot because uh, we wrote sketches together. So the scene where Nico and I, we talk about, um, it's kind of almost having an interview with a vampire really yeah um, it's very intimate and you know just going back and forth of okay how many how much do i want your ideas to be influenced on something that like i really hold dear to and where is that willing of compromise but it's also kind of nice to see how it goes into fruition and uh so that kind of helped and then i also um Sean gave us a list of a bunch of movies uh, for us to watch and then books. And I try to read as many books as I could. So I, yeah, I, uh, that helped a lot with the writer uh, perspective. Now, Nico, uh, the ending shocked me. It really did in regards to your character. Uh, when you read the script that Sean presented to you, what were your reactions on how Nico's story was wrapped up? Um, well, not to give anything away, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Sean sent me the script before I knew I was cast in it. Okay. Uh, so the way that I was cast was he sent me the script and asked me for notes. Uh, and I'm glad I liked it. Uh, cause maybe I wouldn't have been cast as Luke if I gave a scathing review of the script, <laughs> but, um, I remember liking that ending a lot. And I think that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, yeah, I got to so give it to you, Sean. You definitely surprised us. Uh, it surprised me. I did not see that coming. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think that it's, you know, this is a movie that deals a lot with these supernatural romance novels, um, you know, uh, similar, you know, things like Twilight or In That Milieu. It's about a writer of those things. And one of the things that I find comes up in those a lot is that the human character, usually a woman, it doesn't have a ton of agency and, and kind of just, you know, the power dynamic is entirely on the vampire or ghost or mummy or whatever. And uh, I, you know, I thought, you know, this, the just with the power dynamic between the two of them, um, I thought it would just be a really fun way to sort of flip that. And it has been a polarizing ending but I think it's awesome that uh, Olivia gets that to, to kind of flip the script and become the powerful one in the dynamic, especially after it's been sort of seesawing back and forth. Exactly. And uh, especially when she, you know, comes to realize who this person vampire really is. Uh, I think, you know, her not just becoming this uh, this passive character at the end, I think is 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 kind of key to the to what the whole thing's about. And I think Denise and Nico played that really beautifully. I agree. Now, Laura, Jackie, when you first read the script and you saw the character that you were cast for, what were your initial impressions of Jackie? And did you have any kind of plan on how to make Jackie your own? 
Oh man. I mean, my initial impression on Jackie was that I was going to have a blast playing her. <laughs> that was the very first thought. Um, I related a little too much, probably in a scary way, to Jackie. <laughs> um, and uh, for me, I actually had a lot of fun. I kind of approach every role a little different. And for this one, I did create a, a pretty extensive backstory. It's not my typical route, but I had so much fun with doing that. Um, you know, justifying why she is the way she is. Um, that was, it was fun. It was like putting together a puzzle. Absolutely. Now, Sean, the movie is going to be released December 28th. Is that correct? To theaters? Um, no, so we basically had our festival run all through the year, um, starting in uh, back in April, and we've you know we've played a, a lot of really awesome festivals from Panic Fest, Fright Fest, Genre Blast, New York City Horror Film Festival, and now we're uh, we're going the VOD route. <laughs> it's going to be a VOD and DVD well, that's um, the on the twenty eighth. That's the way of the <laughs> yeah. future. Uh, yeah. Now, according to some of the research I've done. You guys faced a lot of delays. Um, was it because of COVID when it comes um, to the release date? Well, you know, it was the sort of thing where um, I wouldn't so much call it delays. Uh, you know, we, we our post-production lasted about a year, I'd say. Um, maybe even less than that because we shot most of the movie in uh, February, March of 2020, right before COVID. And then we had one pickup day in September of 2020. So very much in <laughs> during COVID, but you know, we luckily we had a, an awesome compliance officer for that and we did it safely. So we didn't really get a uh, picture lock until about a year ago, December uh, of uh, 2020. And like, that's when we started uh, submitting to film festivals. That's when we started doing our sound mix and our color and all of that. And um, I've been pretty happy with how the trajectory went because we were able to kind of play festivals all through the year, you know, from starting in April, basically all through the summer into the fall, like into the nice Halloween season when everyone, you know, wants to check out horror movies. And now we kind of get this great holiday release, which is kind of perfect for the movie. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, now, Laura, the movie, like Sean just mentioned, it did its festival run. It's been very well received uh, by critics. Does that surprise you in any way? Uh, are you? I mean, the reception it's it's gotten is pretty amazing. Are you at all surprised? Uh, I'm sure you're, you know, over the moon happy about it. But tell yeah. us your feelings on the reception this film has received at, at these festivals. I mean, honestly, when you're on set and there's just sometimes when you're on a set and you feel the magic that they talk about in movie magic. <laughs> and ultimately, it was for so much focus and dedication. Every single person put in so much into it. I felt that this was going to be well received just because the energy we put into it was so just pure lust for filmmaking. <laughs> uh, I'm not that surprised, honestly, that it had the good reception, but I'm definitely over the moon happy. That's excellent. What about you, uh, Denise and uh, Nico? Uh, what were your feelings on the, on the festival run and the reception this movie got from critics? Let's go with Denise. All right. Uh, I... I honestly was surprised of how 
widely received or just in general that people were going to watch it because I just kind of assumed like okay it's going to be like you know um, someone that I worked with in college it's going to be a fun project and uh just something for us to like get out there and I'm kind of glad I didn't know like how big it was going to be just because I would have just uh like oh my gosh I like all this pressure that I have to you know get this right and uh just because I was already feeling that way in the beginning I just didn't want to disappoint anybody and I'm, I'm just so happy with uh the turnout and um the review so I yeah it could have been better so thank you how about you Nico yeah, I mean, I, you know, I watched it a lot at home with uh, family and friends. And um, it's one way to watch it at home. And obviously, people you care about and know, give you feedback one way. But uh, I took that with a grain of salt, because they're all, you know, people that I already know. Um, but I was able to go to Portland and see it uh, live in a theater. Uh, with a live audience and seeing their reactions and hearing their reactions and being there was uh, was great to see how much people enjoyed it, uh, which was really, uh, really nice to see because obviously you want to do a good job and entertain people. Um, and I think uh, my takeaway from the reviews is I have a nice list of adjectives that people have used about me uh being attractive and being a dream boat which I'm now you lord over my wife and and family so they're pretty great well, okay nico let me ask you this what is it about your character that you really related to in this film <laughs> uh man i have to be careful about that um since he's a 400 year old murderous <laughs> vampire. Um, They're both murderers. Yeah, we both got to eat. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because one of the things, um, you know, Sean has said is that he kind of saw me in this role from the beginning and, and wrote it around me. Um, and when I had read the script, especially since I didn't know I was cast yet, I didn't really see much of myself in that um, character. So I did a lot of uh, research into what someone like that might be like. I think maybe uh, both Luke and I think we're a lot cooler than, the, than we actually are. Uh, we don't get away with as much as I think, as I think uh, we both feel like we do, but um, that's probably the biggest now, Sean, uh, some of the more hysterical parts were uh, Nico's uh, wardrobe costumes, you know, in the act one of the movie. Uh, was that all part in the script or was it something that you came up with as you were directing? Oh, no. I mean, um, you know, uh, Luke was always supposed to be uh, dressed in Olivia's mom's clothes like that was uh, that was in the very first draft of the script. I mean, and there's there's a few reasons for that. I mean, one is it just makes sense. Why would Olivia have men's clothes at her house? Uh, like two, it's it's memorable and crazy and, uh, you know, just not something that you're you're you expect to see in a movie like this. And uh, like three is I just think that, you know, horror and drag just are a great uh, it's, you know, that intersection is really fun. You know, it's, uh, 
you know, I mean, like Dragula or Peach's Christ or things like that. Uh, I think that's really cool. And, uh, you know, and, and I think that the one thing that that changed a bit was I think uh, in the original script, it was kind of dowdier. It was a little more conservative. But uh, Sarah Alex, the costume designer, um, we got to have like wardrobe fittings with with Nico where he tried on all kinds of different stuff that was basically part of her wardrobe. And when he put on that like big fur coat with the, with the I pink love that, by the way. dress, it's like, we were like, it's like we saw the face of God. <laughs> like We were just like, this has to be in the movie. Like, Nico looks amazing in this. This is going to like blow people's minds. And, uh, and that always gets a response. Uh, you know, I've seen this in front of, you know, Nico mentioned like how great it is to see in front of a crowd, but that is a moment that like never fails to like get a response uh, because I think that that's the moment where people realize like, oh, it's this kind of film. <laughs> like, uh, I think that that's like a, a turning point for a lot of people. Now, Laura, you mentioned that you're not a big Harfa and you're not alone. You you would be, you're amazed at how many actors that have starred in horror films are just not fans. They're scared. They're terrified of them. Uh, now that you made a horror film, you were this vampire. Uh, obviously, it's at least I assume it wasn't scary shooting on the set and whatnot. Do you have a different appreciation now for the horror genre? Maybe you can start watching it some more and not be as scared? I actually can. Yeah, I have a major, especially in terms of like makeup and all of the everything that goes into making it look real oh man i mean yeah I, i'm going to try and watch more i have to ease into it i am scared still but uh i definitely didn't have any fear on set uh but i have a huge appreciation for what they do like tremendous yeah now okay let's go back to denise your character is a very relatable likable character what was for you the most important characteristic for for Olivia that you brought onto the set to make her a likable and relatable character for the viewers? I just was myself. <laughs> um, to be honest, I uh, there wasn't just uh, one thing that I thought of. I just was trying to. I mean, I related a lot to her, a uh, struggling actor at that point and just kind of hoping and, you know, when you get a lot of, it was a lot of self-doubt and, but still being your own cheerleader and still pushing through and, uh, but also that naive uh, gullibleness uh, also brought me back how I was when I was like, younger mm -hmm. uh and still kind of like suppressing like maybe not getting too excited if like i saw a naked guy or something not that i see them that often <laughs> but um i don't know why i brought that up <laughs> it's just uh just things that I, I was reading in the script i was like oh i can recall that feeling and just uh um just trying to be myself in those given circumstances uh but yeah there wasn't just one Okay, that's 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 fair enough. Now, uh, let's go to Sean with this one. Vampires, more often than not, are portrayed in this very 
sexual, erotic way, and Rice comes to mind, of course, with the interview with a vampire and, and whatnot. Is that an element that you wanted to embrace as well in Red Snow? Because as you watch this film, you sort of see like the little tributes that you pay to past horror films and in particular uh, vampire films. So did you want to put in that sexiness of vampires, you know, with all with these three as you know, in particular? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's sort of uh, it's sort of, you know, tiptoeing in that sort of gothic romance sort of thing, because, you know, she's a uh, Olivia is a, you know, supernatural romance author. And those are like, uh, you know, these kind of scintillating erotic stories. And uh, I think that that's kind of what sort of fuels this this uh, relationship between these these two characters. It's sort of this will they won't they thing you know, added with kind of the threat of, can you even trust this guy? Uh, and yet that, you know, that it's the sort of thing that, oh, that adds like another level of excitement that he might kill me at any moment. You know, that's sort of the whole stock and trade of that subgenre. And I think by making the main character someone who writes these stories and is very aware of the conventions of them, it's a way to kind of have fun with that and and kind of pay tribute to it without like completely mocking it. Mm -hmm. I think that, it, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I, the main thing for me is I don't want to be like mean spirited about this uh, genre of literature. Cause I, I think it's totally valid. And, uh, you know, we never like really make fun of Olivia for pursuing this kind of writing. It's just very much the world that, that she's steeped in. So yeah, that was definitely the vibe we were going for. And, uh, you know, we, I, I talked a lot with Gavin Murray, who's the cinematographer about, you know, how we could sort of convey that, um, you know, just with the whole the whole mood of the piece, you know, a lot of people tell me how the way that it's lit and colored is very striking. It's much brighter than, you know, uh, most modern horror films, which tend to go for the very underlit look. And, and we really wanted to play it heightened and kind of cheery and, you know, lean into those like very, you know, kind of paperback supernatural romance vibes as much as we could. That's awesome. Now, Nico, we, uh, when the movie starts, we do not really see how you end up with Olivia. We're sort of told little bits uh, throughout the movie, little clues on how you two ended up together and whatnot. Did that make it more difficult for you as an actor and you had to build up your own backstory as to how these two ended up together in our house? Um, no, not really, because... Uh... I mean, we have the script and the script has a lot of detail in in that, you know, that isn't necessarily stuff that people got to see. Um, and, um, you know, we got I got the script months in advance. So I had a lot of time to be able to talk to Sean about that kind of stuff. If I think any of us had questions, we had a lot of opportunity to um, work with him on that. And he was very much open to us just kind of creating those backstories um, for our characters. But I mean, like I said, I don't think it's actually in the movie, but I have a body count of the number of people that I killed, uh, which is- <laughs> No, that's uh, not in the movie. <laughs> I think uh, over 23,000 civilians and one horse. 
Oh my it's God. actually for less than a frame. You can see that on the iPad. It's when uh, Olivia's flipping through. Uh, when you can, when you watch it at home, you might be able to pause in that moment. It's it's really brief. But I it... think I'm gonna have to watch it again. <laughs> so I, I knew I killed a lot of people. I knew I killed a horse. I knew how how long I'd been around. And I think, you know, watching um, a lot of vampire movies back to back you can kind of pick up clues about characters based on elements in the script. Like, for example, Luke is really old, but he speaks like a modern human being. Yeah. Um, so there's things like, you know, I think he's very self-aware. He's probably watched Interview with a Vampire. He probably thought the vampires were pretty cool and tries to emulate that a little bit. So there, there are things like that that like I think- Zach. People like don't Zach. know what that is if you haven't watched the movie, but you'll, you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> So I think um, he's self-aware and, you know, I, I was able to pick up um, hints from the script that that um, Sean left little breadcrumbs for us in the script for that. And then also we were able to, you know, discuss those things with him. So it's pretty clear cut for us. Denise, Sean broke uh, quite a few stereotypes in regards to vampires. You having watched uh, vampire films in the past, um, did you like how he went in different directions in regards to vampires in general? Yeah, uh, like this was definitely a more of a contemporary vampire take, I feel. And also Luke, uh, Nico's character is very, like he was saying, very self-aware, but also not self-loathing and sad and depressed and hating his, his circumstances, he's living it up and just talking about how amazing it, like being a vampire is. And that kind of opens Olivia's eyes as well of kind of thinking in that point of view and perspective and how that can change uh, how she uh, attacks her writing with the vampire. Laura, uh, a lot of people, a lot of actors love playing the villain. You know, they say it's fun, it's a lot, it's way more fun than playing the good guy. What are your thoughts on playing the villain in, in a film or a show or whatever? I I think it might be my favorite, personally, because I'm, I'm just nothing like that in real life. So I get to really explore a whole other side of me, because um, in real life, I'm, you know, I definitely don't. <laughs> suck the blood out of people <laughs> really um, i i mean i don't know if i'll ever go back to good character you know good characters <laughs> i'm just kidding they are a lot more fun i mean i could totally see that you get to step outside yourself and and role play i mean what could be more fun than that that sean there's a not a lot but there's a good amount of blood and gore in this film was it tricky trying to balance that, not go too far? Uh, because this is sort of a lighthearted vampire movie. Did it present a challenge for you? Um, in a way, I mean, it's it's a tricky sort of balancing act. Like um, uh, Melanie Leandro, who did all of the makeup effects, like she did not have a whole team. Like she did all of the practical gore and vampire effects in the movie. Um, did an incredible job. Um, we had a lot of conversations about like how far are we going to go and um i think that what we sort of arrived at is we start uh the, you know the first 
kill happens off screen and, and it sort of like it sort of like eases you into this place of false comfort a little bit because we gradually make the deaths more horrific as the movie goes on uh kind of culminating in the uh uh decapitation of our producer Ulrich <laughs> and uh and uh so you know, we, you know, it, it's, I think the important thing when, when blending horror and comedy is, you know, you, the comedy should really come from just the characters and then the situations. And, um, you know, you think of something like Shaun of the Dead, like uh, the threat of the zombies is always real. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, but the humor, you know, just comes from the characters. Uh, and I think by, by having a certain respect for the vampires, like if, if Jackie gets a hold of you, she's going to kill you. You know, she, uh, I think as long as that threat is preserved and uh, you kind of, you know, amp it up and sort of escalate it as it goes, I think that that was kind of our, our roadmap on this for, for you know. And, I, and, and also, I guess one thing that we worried about was, was alienating either the horror crowd that, that really is there for the gore or the you know supernatural romance crowd which isn't and, and so it's kind of running the risk of like making nobody happy because we kind of do both but you know i think that i'm i'm really happy with the the balance that we struck on this i agree i think you you yeah. struck a very nice balance uh, denise when it comes to the relationship uh between you and nico on the screen what in in your mind how do you explain uh, your character's fascination uh, with Nico's character? Um, is it really purely selfish, wanting to get an inside knowledge to write a book that is going to get published? No, I, I mean, she really does. She is infatuated with uh, Luke. And I think, I mean, I created uh, backstory of just asking myself questions of like why vampires in general mm -hmm. and I just felt a lot like maybe you know she only has her sister and her mom there's no mention of her father so I think the her father not being there it's kind of like her imagination just kind of goes in this uh whirlwind kind of and it's also like with the vampire how do you explain the unexplainable is something that you have no memory of and i think uh the lure of being a vampire and being exotic and going somewhere like like romania i think sometimes so she thinks maybe her father like misses them and but is in like this faraway place and he could come back if he you know wanted to this, there's something um, that's blocking him. So I think it kind of has some father issues yeah, in, yeah. with like romance and the desire of like being loved. And um, I think it's also kind of Olivia finds it attractive. I think every, I think the reason why women love vampires and had that whole genre is because, you know, it's, dangerous and sexy like we were talking earlier and also of uh, just that uneasy unpredictability and it kind of just gets you on your feet and it's kind of, it's not the mundane and I think that's what excites Olivia too or finds how she finds him attractive and that in all those different aspects totally Nico uh by the end of the film this part is not really given to us it's up to viewer interpretation i want to hear your interpretation 
do you think Luke developed feelings for Olivia being a 400-year-old vampire? Or did he has he become really good at manipulating people and you still think he was manipulating Olivia at the end? Well, we went back and forth about that, I think, um, Denise and I discussing it. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, Sean kind of left that up to us to decide as well um, internally. And I think it started out that way with the manipulation of I was basically playing with an animal playing with its food. Um, but I think Olivia as a character is so unique and um and also you know in the lore of vampires i mean they're treated as monstrous and treated as villains by default and so it is unusual for a character like olivia or a person like olivia to care and i mean she's in danger pretty much the entire movie mm -hmm. but is happily letting her guard down and, and have conversations with this deadly creature and i think that's probably the first time in 400 years that he's been treated that way and treated more like a human and less like a monster. So I think he does let his guard down and he does develop feelings for her, even though it is kind of an unlikely scenario. Mm -hmm. it, it, that's why we're seeing it is it's this, you know, luck of the draw meeting of these two people. Yep. Yep. And that's what the, at least that's what I wanted to believe as well, that in, in the third act in the end, that Luke was actually being sincere and honest with Olivia. Now, Laura, when it comes to Jackie, uh, do you did you see any emotional vulnerabilities in your character? Uh, like, do you feel like the character was putting on a little bit of an act to sort of guard, even as vampires, they have their fears, they have their insecurities. Did you see any of that in your character, Jack, uh, Jackie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. She was, um, yeah, she had a very unhealthy controlling relationship with Luke, uh, and the fear of losing that and getting the validation that she does through controlling him was definitely real. I think that, um, I felt that very much when, you know, talking about him or to him that I was actually, you know, hurt more than i was um as angry but i you know and that leads me I mean, to I could just kill him and find another but you know where's the fun in that that leads <laughs> to another interesting question uh laura do you think jackie uh and luke you know had something going on together and maybe uh jackie felt jealous that here comes olivia and luke might be falling for her uh, the choice that I made was that I was working on getting him to actually have feelings for me instead of um, forcing him to have feelings for me. And that I felt like I was getting close to somewhere with that. And then here comes this muggle. It's <laughs> 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 ruin everything. <laughs> uh, Sean, when you were writing this, um, did you know that you were going to direct as well? Oh yeah, like you know, I'm I'm selfish. This was a directorial directorial uh, vehicle for me, just as it was an acting vehicle for uh, Denise and Nico. Like, 
I mean, you know, I had tried uh, to, you know, have my screenplays optioned and directed by other people. I'd gone that route. I'd tried other, you know, projects and just, you know, nothing was taken, taking. Uh, and so like this was kind of, you know, kind of like making a clean slate and just saying like, these are the people I want to work with. This is where I want to shoot. And like these, you know, and, and kind of just like finding a way to just get it done and like get it financed and get made. And uh, so I think honestly, part of it is just, you know, the uh, it's not that I thought I was like the best person to direct this material is more just like, this is the way it can actually get done. You know, this is the way it, it isn't just like another screenplay that sits on the shelf. It's like something that can be realistically executed. Um, and, and luckily, like there was just a really good team like the, the in place that that you know brought it to life do you think that influences your writing knowing that you're going to direct it and i don't know if the right word is hinder uh your writing knowing that you're going to be there directing when you get to this scene and it may make you tone down a little bit of what you're writing knowing that you may face challenges when you get behind that camera um, honestly, I think my writing is more influenced by producing and editing, like, cause I know we're, we're like, I know kind of what the limitations are for the budget. Like I knew going in, this would be mostly single location. It would be at this cabin that we had access to. Like a lot of it was re reverse engineered from what we kind of already had, because that way we could take the scant resources that, uh, we had and like really put them into the things that matter. Like having the effects amazing and, you know, at the look of the film itself and the sound mix and the color and all of these things that, uh, you know, kind of suck up resources. So like, I wasn't very uh, intimidated by the directing side of it um, because I mean, so, I mean, so much of directing is just casting amazing actors and talking to them, uh, you know, and, and um, I think that I, uh, I think, and then as far as the editing goes, it's like it kind of helped me to be my own editor because I kind of knew how to piece these things together in the mm -hmm. in the blocking and the staging. And I kind of, you know, when I shot listed the movie with Gavin, I mean, I sort of knew that it would all cut together because it, it kind of already was that way on the page. Sweet. Uh, Denise, it seems like you guys had a lot of fun on the set filming this. Is that how it was? Was there, did you guys all get along? Was it a lot of fun? Was there a lot of joking around? Describe what the feeling was when the cameras were not rolling. Oh man, it, it was Nico, Laura, uh, Melanie, uh, the makeup artist, as well as Sarah, uh, the costume designer, and we had Emily who was doing lighting. We all shared a cabin together. And, oh, actually, Melly did not. But uh, one of the days, we had the whole crew come and visit our cabin, and it was like our free day. And we just had like a bunch of Nerf guns, and we, we just had like a huge Nerf battle with like the whole cast and crew and it was like it was pretty intense like we were just like hiding against the walls and like going down and it was that was probably like the best like funnest uh days that we had off uh um offset on our free day but yeah you guys went sledding too right yeah yeah we did and we went on the little um those like a spawn or like those yeah 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 
that was yeah that was a fun time the location seems amazing laura what i mean was it as amazing as what we saw on the screen where you guys shot this oh yeah it was even better i mean in real life you're seeing so much more with your eyes i mean and there was a couple days that it snowed and it was just gorgeous beautiful powder coming down and i mean tahoe's I mean, it's, it's oh, gorgeous. Yeah. No I've been there. It is, it is yeah. gorgeous. Sean, uh, when it did come to shoot in Tahoe, uh, did the weather cooperate with you in far uh, in regards to like the snow, what, how you wanted the exterior to be portrayed uh, with the amount of snow? Here's a cabin in the middle of the woods. How did that all work out? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's that's the one thing you can't really plan for. We we shot listed the whole movie. We we prepped everything, but you know, there were days when you know it was just unseasonably warm, and we would have to sort of uh, shuffle things around. Like, okay, we're doing interiors instead of exteriors today, or we can't point the camera that direction because there's no snow in that direction. And uh, and I'll never forget. It was the um, the first day of the second week of filming. And we absolutely, there was nowhere to hide. We absolutely needed snow on the ground because it's where Denise is chased through the woods by Alan. It's an entire day of exteriors where we're shooting basically 360 degrees. Like you see nothing but white powder as far as the eye can see. And just majestically, that was the biggest snow day is like when we needed it. Uh, because I don't know exactly what we would have done um, uh, it had it not snow, snowed that day. I guess we would have, like, I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I'm scared to think what we would have, would have done. Well, but, I'm glad the weather cooperated. Yeah, and we and we just got some. And in a way, it was almost too much snow. Like, I mean, yes, we got, like, the beautiful shots of, you know, I know that was Denise's hardest day uh, because she was dragging Alan, you know, who's, a, like, a buff dude, like, through the snow on a little sled and like it looks amazing in the movie because you know there's like the little snowflakes collecting on her hair uh but it was uh it was it was a hard day for sure uh, working in those conditions all day long and uh, my producer Ulrich was like shuttling out like soup and he'd set up like a little tent with a propane heater and between takes uh Sarah would throw big jackets on people so you know it was just it was kind of balancing like keeping people safe and comfortable with like, let's shoot as much awesome snow stuff as possible, you know, while the weather's cooperating. As a director, having a cast and crew in these cold conditions, beautiful as they may be, uh, did you do anything special to keep everybody's morale high, spirits, you know, keep everybody motivated? Did you feel that as your responsibility? Uh, yeah, you know, I think a big thing that I did um, along with the, the production team was just kind of like letting everyone know, you know, if you if you agree to do this movie, you're basically going to camp, you know, you're, you're if that's going to be the vibe like you don't get to go home at night. You're you're living either on the set like a lot of us just bunked in the cabin, Olivia's cabin or you know I, vernon got to have a hotel room <laughs> but uh but you're you're in one of several cabins that that are that you know and and basically we're, you're just there all the time and uh you know as long as you're okay with that uh you're gonna have like and understand that that's kind of the we're gonna be like a tight little family 
uh, you know, then I think you're, you'll have a fun time. And people found great ways to entertain themselves. I mean, Denise mentioned the, the nerf fights, lots of board games, lots of uh, drinking, <laughs> you know, lots, you know, we, we definitely found a way to, to keep morale high uh, between the, between the shooting days. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, just a very like, it was an extremely challenging shoot. I mean, as all like low budget horror films are, uh, uh, but you know, especially with the elements, but yeah, it's, I think that, I think that we all, you know, made the most of it and and we came out as, as friends. So clearly no bridges burned. (laughs) We are almost out of time. I do want to ask you, Nico, when, in regards to your character, Luke, in this movie, when people walk away from watching this, do you, do you want them to view your character more in a human uh, aspect or just a bloody vampire killer? Man, I mean, I hope they would see me more as just a, as just a bloody vampire. Um, I was surprised uh, by how many people aligned with my character by the end of the movie uh because that was not an intention uh, mm-hmm. i'd say of mine but um yeah i mean I, I i hopefully a little more complex than just a, a bloodthirsty beast um but other than that i'll i'll leave it up to the audience's interpretation uh for me my interpretation was i definitely saw the humanity in this vampire so that's my that's interpretation great. Uh, Sean, we are out of time. Uh, please let our audience know uh, December 28th where they can watch Red Snow. Yeah, you can. Um, uh, it'll be on DVD uh, and VOD. It's already uh, available to pre-order on Apple TV. Uh, and you can pre-order the DVD on Amazon. I think it's going to pop up on all your favorite uh, video-on-demand places, Voodoo, on cable, uh, you know, it'll it'll be everywhere starting December 28th. Um, and uh, RedSnowMovie.com will be uh, updating you on all that as it becomes available. The movie, guys, is fun. It's it's funny. It's gory. All blended together very nicely. Great job to all of you. I want to thank you, Denise, Nico, Laura, Sean. This hour just flew by. Uh, guys, again, check out the movie Red Snow. It's coming out December 28th on your video-on-demand platform of choice. And then uh, Blu-ray and DVD, correct? Yeah. Uh, just DVD. But, DVD. But, yeah. DVD. Maybe, maybe a Blu-ray someday. But, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to our audience who tuned in tonight. On behalf of me and the cast and crew of Red Snow, stay safe. Stay walking. Good night, everybody. Thank you.